Welcome to the shitposter.club anime review podcast. I am your host, Dad. With me is Full Metal. Yo. And special guest, Kenoshi. Yo, what's going on? Uh, we're here to spurg out about the whole Dragon Ball series. Uh, I have a whole list of potential topics, but uh, this doesn't have to be organized in any particular way. So, uh, let's, let's be honest. It's just going to devolve into autism. Well, yeah, that's the idea. But, but there's lots We're of potential. Go sell off. There's lots yeah. of potential content we can get out of it. Absolutely. So, uh, let's start by explaining our individual histories with Dragon Ball, where we first saw it. Absolutely. So, so uh, I first saw it in the early '90s. I had a relative who introduced me to anime. And one of them was Dragon Ball, but there was no official translation at the time. There weren't even fan tran fan translations. I had to like look at little little pics of it along with, alongside these plot summaries. It's, it was a really vague way to go about it, but the art was so cool, the ideas were so cool that I went along with it. And a couple years later, I saw. Uh, some fan subs of a couple of movies, and I was hooked for life after that. So by the time it aired on American TV on Toonami, like I was already very familiar with the whole series start to finish. So how about you, Full Metal? Yeah, my introduction to Dragon Ball is a little weird. Like, I'm a Zoomer, so, like, most of the Dragon Ball was basically done by the time I was old enough to even watch it. Um, but I, I had seen bits and pieces here and there, but I never really watched it, watched it, you know what I mean? Most of what I got from Dragon Ball were the video games. I really liked the video games, and that's what first got me into Dragon Ball. So and, the Budokai uh, games? Yeah, I like I I remember I was like a kid and I went to a sleepover and I played Budokai 3 for the first time and I fell in love as soon as I like the next day I went out and bought my own copy and played the fuck out of it. All right. So then yeah, so then years later I still haven't really watched the show but I still played the games here and there and um uh then uh Dragon Ball Z Fighters comes out and uh my little brother gets it for his birthday or whatever, and he starts getting into Dragon Ball, and he's asking me all these questions about Dragon Ball, and I'm like, well, I don't actually know. I never sat down and watched it, so we got the idea. Well, why don't we just watch it together? And, yeah, it kind of became this, like, bonding experience for me and my little brother. Oh, so that... we just sat down. And, <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty cool. We both got into it at the same time, basically. Like, I had known about Dragon Ball, but I'd never really gotten into it. 
So me and him just sat down and we watched all of Kai together. We're almost done with the original Dragon Ball. We watched all of Super together. And yeah, that's that's where all of my like knowledge for Dragon Ball comes out. Well, like we just started watching it like maybe a year ago. Okay. So yeah, until like a year ago, I like barely knew anything about the the deep lore of Dragon Ball that I I'm, I mostly learned like bits and pieces from the games and stuff. Oh yeah, there's endless bits of extra bullshit lore you could get lost in. Yeah, and then I got hooked on it, and then I started watching a bunch of fan content like Masako X and like the Team Four Star dub, and like you know, right? Uh, a bunch of those other like Dragon Ball YouTube channels. There's like a shit zillion of them. They'll have like three hour long discussions about Dragon Ball. It's just pure autism, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, there's a YouTuber. <laughs> Uh, he has a series called Dragon Ball Dissection that I really enjoy. I'll put a link in the show notes. So, how about you, Kenoshi? Where did you first learn of Dragon Ball? Uh, I was on, uh, you know, just I think like a lot of people that when they were kids in the 90s, it was on Toonami. It was, I think, one of the first things they showed was the Garlic Jr. Uh, Garlic Jr. movie, the first one. And as well as some of the other, you know, smaller movies, uh, like the Tree of Might, and uh, you know, it's kind of weird because you know they they uh, they split those movies up into episodes. So yeah, I remember uh, when they showed those on Cartoon Network. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, I think the first. Saga that I followed was not the Saiyan Saga. It was the, it was the Freezer Saga. Uh, that's when, I, you know, I've, that's when I caught the actual, uh, anime, the actual, you know, the actual arcs and whatnot. Right. So, I remember, uh, cause I I didn't remember how you know because I didn't see how Goku turned into Super Saiyan, so I was like. Because I remember, it's like, why does Goku have blonde hair all of a sudden? I remember yeah. talking to a friend. Uh, there was this, there was a gir- this girl in elementary school who was into Dragon Ball Z too, which I thought was was really weird. Because uh, if you would have known her, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought she would be into something like that. But she was, uh, <laughs> she's being a, big in the Dragon Ball Z, and uh, you know, she started explaining the whole. Uh, Super Saiyan thing. But okay, that's interesting. I yeah, think that, I think, it's that's an important plot that detail to miss while yeah. you're watching it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I watched it off and on, you know, at least the first couple of years until I until I came across friends that uh you know watched it regularly and then I was really getting into it and getting into the lore and uh I think my favorite uh, favorite arc, uh, at least in Dragon Ball Z, was the uh, Cell Saga, especially after playing Chrono Trigger, because it takes a lot of cues from uh, the Chrono Trigger plot. Uh, it came and before Chrono Trigger. It, it came before Chrono Trigger? Yeah, uh, Toriyama was writing that in the early 90s, and Chrono Trigger came out in 95, I think. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, because <laughs> that but, again, I I I play I 
I watched it after, obviously, playing uh, Chrono Trigger. But, yeah. That was, uh... Yeah, Chrono Trigger came out March 11th, 1995. Okay, and that and that art came out in Japan in like 1994 or something like that? See, the, man- the manga ended in 95. Yeah. And so the Cell Saga would have been like 92. 91, 92. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, so... But uh, Tor- Toriyama worked on them both. When I learned about... When I learned about the, you know, the the timeline of Dragon Ball and knowing that it ended in Japan in 1996, it was kind of surreal just because it ended, or I think at least Dragon Ball Z ended in America around 2002, 2003. Somewhere yeah. around that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when they first started showing it, they just showed... Uh the Saiyan saga and first part of the Frieza saga again and again. Yeah. Uh, I I know a lot of people were desperate to see more of the story, but I already knew everything that happened. Yeah. And they were, uh, they kept jumping, uh, like the dubbing companies. There are like two different dubbing companies. There's oceans and then there's funny nation. I know that was, that's uh, you know, that was one of the hotly debated topics when I started watching stuff on YouTube. Was uh, which dub you know, is who best? Is better? Which dub is best? Yeah, <laughs> not not was it? Yeah, not like sub versus dub. No, it's like which dub do you prefer? <laughs> which type of on the filthy, argument? Which type of yeah. filthy normie are you? <laughs> I yeah, mean, unless I, you knew a guy who knew a guy, it was kind of hard to get subtitled shit. Oh, yeah. It, it, all of it... Like way uh, back in the day. And yeah. fan subs kind of are annoying. Because uh, I know they like to... A lot of fan subs like to be edgy and add a lot of unnecessary cursing in the, uh, in the subs. Yeah, the Anime Labs subbing group was famous for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, a scene where Vegeta calls Dr. Jiro a candy-ass faggot. <laughs> <laughs> no, Vegeta oh, could be rude, but that was not in the original. <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy who would say faggot. Yeah. But, yeah, I watched a lot of uh, fan subs of the movies, not so much of the main series, not until the internet became bigger and it got easier to find stuff. So when I was a kid and a teenager, I was just watching a really shitty quality VHSs, of, mostly of the 13 movies. Uh, uh, during a period in the 90s, they were putting out two movies a year. Yeah. So, including the aforementioned Tree of Might and Dead Zone and others, they made three freaking movies about Broly. Yeah. At, at the time, I I had no idea what made this character so so popular. He's just he's just Aryan Hulk. He's just a big dumb guy who punches things. Like why, <laughs> why the popularity? I don't get it. I don't. I didn't get it. I didn't get it either. Uh... I know he was Broly was particularly popular with black fans of Dragon Ball. I don't know why. I'll let you make that inference. 
Well, he just instills everything, every stereotype about Dragon Ball Z, that it's this dumb series about dudes punching each other and nothing else. And if that's what you like about the series, sure. I know there's some things about the movie, like the... Because I was watching a video a few days ago of uh, why the movies just don't don't fit into the canon. And essentially, it just came to the the, uh, the fact that the movies kind of existed in an alternate timeline that ultimately just kind of falls apart after a while. Like, there yeah. are some things that are uh, only in the movies, like uh, Gohan's pet uh, dinosaur... A dragon thing, Icarus, and then you have Piccolo's stretchy arms, which uh, actually appear in the games. I was that was I an original wh- Dragon Ball, but he stopped using it after a while. Oh, that was in Dragon Ball. Yeah. Okay, because I uh, cause I remember seeing that in the because I I didn't really watch Dragon Ball. I remember Toonami picked it up. Um, I I, I didn't I I nothing against it. But I just didn't follow it, uh, follow it as heavily. But I remember when I first saw Piccolo do the stretchy arm thing in one of the it was one of the Budokai games. Like, where the heck did that come from? Yeah, Dragon Ball started as this like combination martial arts comedy series, and yeah. about halfway through Dragon Ball, it became a lot more serious, focused on the combat itself. Yeah. So we we could talk about that. So, Full Metal, you've been uh, you've been watching the original Dragon Ball lately, right? Yeah, I've been watching it uh, with my brother, like I mentioned, and we're almost to the end. We're we're in the last saga or whatever with Piccolo Junior. Okay. And, um, so wa- watching this show after watching uh, Z and Super like really highlights just how different it is from the from z like everyone when they talk about dragon ball they mean z like that's what they're talking about yeah z is 10 times as popular as the original dragon ball yeah like hardly anyone talks about dragon ball and like you kind of get why because z is all about like the cool fights and there's like barely any nods to the original series like even characters that were like really relevant or prevalent in uh the original dragon ball are barely around in z yeah it's unfortunate that most of the human characters are made worthless just just because their numbers aren't as big as the saiyan characters yeah yeah it's actually really annoying Bulma's probably the only human character who gets to do things throughout the whole series. Yeah, because she's basically like the MacGyver of the series where she can just kind of conjure up bullshit technology to help Goku on his conquest to be the biggest and strongest. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like any other side character, any other side character gets completely fucking screwed over. Yeah, they'd be lost without her because she makes the dragon radar on multiple occasions. Yeah. Yeah. My problem is with what they did to, like, what they did to Piccolo and, and she, uh... Tenshin Han and ten, the other humans. Yeah. yeah, the humans, like, you could, because they were, 
at least in Dragon Ball, what I saw of Dragon Ball, they were, you know, they seemed like they were on another level, but in Dragon Ball Z, they got scaled back um, significantly. It's just like, well, why? There's, there's potential. Um, you know, yeah. they could have, they could have, uh, you know, they could have made it so uh, uh, Tian could have ultimately, uh, you know, with this cloning technique, maybe ultimately um, overcame that disadvantage of him splitting power. Or, or, you know, something like that. Or, uh, I mean, they could have just I, made they any completely... sort of bullshit upgrade. Like yeah, they do for like... Goku. Like, okay, yeah. you could have a superhuman ability if you really wanted to. But I, I honestly, I figured the best solution would have just made most of the Z Fighters androids like 17 and 18. Yeah, like, that, that could have worked. They're not bullshit overpowered, but they're still like able to hold their own in a fight. Yeah, when it came, could definitely do that. And what came along to to super, uh, they did try to give the human characters and Piccolo something to do during the the various tournaments, and they did this really without explanation, because the Saiyans are supposed to be thousands of times stronger than them. So what can these guys do? Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad they remembered these characters and that uh, some of the viewers still like them and like like to see them in action yeah like they they somehow managed to make roshi like a fighter like he doesn't really do any fighting in z and like he only did like uh, a couple of tournaments in the original series yeah uh disguised as jackie chun yeah and so they finally made him relevant by using like basically magic which I don't know why they don't just have more people doing magic because that's just a thing. You can just have magic also in Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah. it's often a technique someone can learn, like the Mafuba to trap someone in a in a jar or a rice cooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah I found that kind of funny that it was a rice cooker in the original. Uh, they just turned it into a jar in Super. Yeah, I don't know what Toriyama's obsession with food is. Maybe he was just. Yeah. I mean, maybe he was just poor yeah. and didn't have enough money for food, so he was thinking about it all the time. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing because all the all the characters in Dragon Ball Z are a lot of the characters are named after food, like Vegeta, vegetable, Kakarot, carrot, um, Broly, piccolo, broccoli. Bro- yeah, Broly, broccoli, uh, piccolo, pickle. I think. Yeah. The. Uh, the Namics are mostly named after types of snails or uh, musical instruments. Yeah. He has different yeah. types of naming themes for different groups of characters. Like in Super, uh, all, the, all the angels are named after alcohol. Like Wiss is, Wiss is named after whiskey. whiskey. Uh, Beerus is beer. Yeah. I didn't know this. I didn't know this until like uh, just a couple weeks ago. I realized that Bulma and her family are all named after like clothes. Yeah, Bulma is bloomers. Like Doctor Briefs. Briefs. Bulma's bloomers. And her kid is Trunks. <laughs> trunks. <laughs> and then their yeah. daughter is I supposed to be bra, bra in the Japanese, but they named her Bulla in English. I don't know why. Because they don't want to have a character named Bra. Yeah, I. But you Especially could have come she... with a better name than Bulla. <laughs> Especially if she's stupid. a child. Yeah. I mean, you could spell... I mean, 
I guess you could spell it differently, like bras and like a fight versus because it, you know, those two words sound differently, but yeah. Or maybe just name her after a different article of clothing. I don't know. Call her socks or something. That's a little better. <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah. just throwing shit out there. Socks and garters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be pushing a line. <laughs> So, what's your favorite story arc out of the whole series? Uh, me? Yeah, just anyone. I, I personally like the Cell Saga the most because I feel like uh, that's where the most like side characters got like uh, time to shine. Yeah, like, even that's ten, the only ten time Gohan's ever given a fucking moment to actually like do something cool. Yeah, and even Ten Shinhan shows up to a slow down second for himself for a bit. Yeah, like the literally, literally the only cool thing he does the entire fucking saga, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, I I agree. The, the Cell Saga, um, just I, especially after what Full Metal told me about how the Cell Saga. I don't know if it's true, but. The idea of it being true is really funny, how the Cell Saga came about. But didn't you tell a story about how uh, uh, Toriyama was uh, was writing the Cell Saga and his editor was complaining about his uh, yeah, the, various designs? The guy, the guy who was his ex-editor, like, bullied him into, like, fixing the, the Android and Cell Saga because it was stupid. So it yeah. wasn't even his current editor. It was a previous yeah, one. Was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was his ex-editor at the time. So, yeah, he calls him up and he's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? A, a fat clown and an old man? That's going to be your bad guys for the for the saga? That's lame as shit. He's like, okay. <laughs> and then he comes up with 17 and 18. And then the editor calls him again. He's like, dude, are you serious? Two bratty teenagers. That's your fucking bad guys? That's gay. Do something better. <laughs> okay. And then he makes sell. And then it gets called again. And he's like, dude, he's a fucking bug man. And he looks gay as shit. Make a new fucking character. <laughs> so he makes sell a semi-perfect sell. And then he calls him up again. And he's like, dude, he's got fish lips. And he looks like a faggot. Make a new character. So that's how we end up with perfect sell by the end of the saga. <laughs> and that's why that saga is so chaotic and all over the place. Because Toriyama just kept having to fucking rewrite his original <laughs> idea. Yeah, and the best part uh, is no one forced him to do anything. He just heard suggestions from <laughs> from people who were not in charge of him. And he said, okay, I'll run with that. Well, apparently that's <laughs> how he came up with fusions in the Boo Saga was somebody just, like, I think it was just his friend or something was like, hey, you know, it'd be cool if uh, Vegeta and Goku fused to become one person. He was like, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. And yeah, then he just yeah. made it. Yeah, supposedly... Uh, after coming up with Super Saiyan 3, which already looks pretty ridiculous, he was complaining to a friend that uh, he didn't want to come up with yet another Super Saiyan transformation. And the, and the friend said, why don't you just merge two characters together? And to be fair, it was a cool idea, though I think Gogeta is much cooler than Vegito. Oh, yeah. that's another thing we could spurg about forever. Oh, which fusion is stronger? Uh, the answer yeah. is it doesn't matter because Dragon Ball doesn't have any like concrete fucking lore or like 
like any sort of rules that it really follows. It just kind of does whatever Toriyama needs it to do. Or I guess whoever's yeah. writing it now. Yeah, right from day one, it was clear he was winging it. He was just going week by week when writing it without much of a plan. Yeah, you can clearly tell like they were like he did not think more than like a few issues ahead on like, yeah, it's like the story. Super Saiyan. It's like, oh, uh, heavy training and dealing with the pain of loss, overcoming the pain of loss. And then that got yeah, thrown out the window. Well, yeah, there, there we could some... just become Super Saiyans whenever we feel like it. Trunks and Goten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and at one point there was some requirement that a Super Saiyan had to be pure of heart. And <laughs> that got thrown yeah. out the window, too. Yeah, because yeah, they wanted Vegeta to be a Super Saiyan, too. And it's like, okay, we shouldn't have established that lore then. Uh, yeah, we'll just throw in a bit of dialogue about him bragging that he's pure evil. I love how yeah. uh, fans try to uh, uh, try to, you know, create headcanon to explain all the uh, inconsistencies away. Yeah, they put more thought into it than Toriyama ever fucking did. <laughs> yeah, like when you when you see like. Uh, like franchises that have a lot of fan fiction like Harry Potter or something. Usually like fan fiction is synonymous with being pure dog shit. Dragon Ball actually has a lot of really good fan content. Yeah, there's yeah. multiple fan comics with interesting stories. Like I've been reading Dragon Ball Multiverse, which is made by these French guys. It's been going on for over 10 years and I find it a more interesting story than Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, you got me into multiverse, and I've been reading it, and I'm really enjoying like the story of Sun Bra and, and Vegito. Yeah, the, uh, the story with Dragon Ball Multiverse is there's this gigantic multiversal tournament with uh, 20 different universes in the Dragon Ball world. And all of them are either slightly different or drastically different based on different events that occurred. And, and one of them... Uh, uh, Vegito stayed permanently fused. He killed Kid Buu, and he lived out the rest of his life as Vegito. And he even had a daughter who was gigantically strong from birth, but also headstrong and uh, hard to deal with. And and she's in the tournament too, and she as a teenager, and she ends up being one of the more interesting characters. Oh yeah, she's kind of like Broly in a way, but like slightly more sane. So basically, Kefla from Super. Yeah, but this character was invented before Super ex existed. Yeah, which yeah, this came out a long time ago, or started. So, uh, so do they take a ago. lot of they take a lot of the multiverse ideas and Super from that? No, this was made way before Super. Like it started ten years ago or something, and it takes place like after the events of Z, but before Super. No, like it's basically its own like, timeline. Because Super has a big tournament, um, multi-universal Oh, no, this started so. way before that. No, I, I understand that. I was wondering if Super took the ideas from that, from uh, the multiverse comic. Uh, yeah, I, d I, doubt, I doubt anyone doubt in it. Japan is familiar with this particular Western comic. Like, I guess it's possible, but there's nothing to say for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they did. But yeah, I wish they did. They would. There's a lot of cool ideas that they explore. Like one idea, I don't know why Super didn't really go into much uh, because the writing's lazy. That's the answer. But like why they didn't do like more uh, 
with Namekians and they're like few their permanent fusion. Like they they had two characters in the tournament of power. I already forgot their fucking names because they weren't relevant. That that basically took their entire race and fused them into two people. And it's like that would be really cool. Yeah, they just done well and they just didn't explore it. Yeah, yeah. Like, wouldn't they be like ridiculously fucking powerful? Yeah, super like. Really, like, especially because like... it was Universe Six, so it could have been like it's completely different Namekian, so they could have had a much larger, more thriving population. So they could have been like on par with like Goku or like some someone. Yeah, they could have. They been... could have been like one of the top contenders of the tournament. Yeah, exactly. But they were just quickly forgotten. And it's from, and again, it's from Universe Six, which was like the main rival of the multiverses for Universe Seven, our universe, or you know what I mean. Yeah, the, the main main, main story universe. Yeah, yes. that, that was really the only, uh, probably the only thing I really found interesting about Super was the Tournament of Power, and maybe Goku Black, but I've heard that the writing in that was uh, kind of weird. Uh, yeah, a lot of potential yeah. wasted, if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I think it would have been better if they did Gohan Black instead of uh, Goku Black. I feel like that would have had much more of an impact on Trunks' character. But yeah, again, if had to, like everything about Goku. Yeah, if he had to fight his old mentor. Yeah, like how much more traumatic would that be? Like he didn't have a connection to Goku. Like you could have did uh, Vegeta Black or fucking gohan black and that would have been way more impactful on trunks which it's supposed to be about him it's his fucking timeline yeah that arc ended up being the goku and vegeta show anyway yeah and didn't the whole fight end up pretty much superfluous because they had to end up destroying that universe or that destroying that it's like yeah you know they went through all this trouble trying to save the timeline only to end up destroying it it's like okay yeah, the ending. We're gonna do spoilers in this whole talk anyway. So the <laughs> ending it, to spoil it. Yeah, yeah. The ending to Goku, the Goku Black Saga, fucking sucked dicks because, like, the whole th- like Trunks was barely fucking relevant throughout the whole goddamn thing, and it just became Vegeta and Goku, and then they fused and they did the whole Vegito Blue thing. But then they still fucking got their shit kicked in. And then Trunk steps in at the last second, does a spirit bomb sword type deal, splits Zamasu in half. And you're like, oh, cool. So that's it. Then Trunks wins by bullshit spirit bomb powers like every other fucking arc. And then, no, it turns out Zamasu is actually all powerful, all seeing now. And then Zeno steps in and just erases the entire timeline. And that's how it ends. And the, the fucking main plan to take down Zamasu was originally to trap him in the evil containment wave or whatever the Japanese name is. Yeah, Mafuba. Yeah, but Goku fucked it up like he fucks everything up because he's a literal fucking retard. Yeah. And he didn't have the fucking proper seal, so Zamasu just got out and they had to fight him anyway. Yeah, it was a terrible... It was a terrible fucking arc. Yeah, that arc could have been a cool mystery story. With this yeah. stranger who looks like Goku or Gohan, it just wrecking yeah. havoc in another timeline. And I, I love, I love the meme uh, in the arc in the dub. It's like 
wait, don't shoot. Uh, He's not black. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can Goku Black say the N-word? Part 47. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I guess if you level an entire city with the flick of your wrist, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah, who's going to stop you except these monkeys from another timeline? Yeah. Yeah, and that's... Oh, man. And then the the epilogue after like the whole events where Zeno fucking erases the timeline is even more annoying where Trunks gets uh, sent back to the main timeline with his 50 year old girlfriend yeah with his 50 year old i'll get into that in a second his fucking (laughs) old his gilf girlfriend so then he fucking then they go up to weiss and they're like can you take us to another timeline that's like our timeline you know just as shitty but we're also there in that timeline so it's weird how there's like two sets of us that's what we really want and he's like okay bye don't ever come back it's like, okay, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, they could have kept him in the main timeline. and They should have just kept him in the main timeline, made him be more of like a, a character in the Z team, and then they could have just gotten rid of Boo completely. Toriyama should have forgot about Boo instead of all the other cool characters they forgot about, like Launch, because Boo fucking sucks balls. <laughs> it, yeah. it was Sorry, funny. I really hate Boo. He's a fucking nigger. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely rude. I think one of the reasons he was written out of the tournament of power is because he would have just turned everybody into candy and yeah, he'd be literally too bullshit. But then like why even have him Uh, in the series at all if you're not gonna do anything with him? He's literally there just to be a fat retard, and it's like half of the other characters are retarded. It it was definitely Toriyama writing uh when he he missed out on the first tournament with universe six because he failed the written portion of the test and then he just fell asleep and no one could wake him up for the next tournament yeah that was fucking stupid but it I was mean, everything around boo it, sucks it was stupid in a particular a toriyama way i thought yeah i mean it was kind of funny but at the same time it's like all right this is kind of supposed to be a semi-serious like tournament yeah like, I could understand, like, the whole Monaka thing. Like, it's basically Hercule again, but it's like, okay, it's a joke. I get it. Yeah, I, I forgot that about been that a character. Way better... Yeah, of course you did, because it's the same fucking thing as Mr. Satan, but an alien with, like, big nipple titties. <laughs> but it's like, okay, it's an okay gimmick. I'm, in, I'm fine with it, but I don't know. It just would have been cooler to have trunks. Yeah, future trunks would have been good in the uni- the universal tournament arc. What was the uh, the the gray alien's name with the with the big black eyes? Jiren. Jiren. Uh, um, using the tournament of power. That. Yeah, yeah, Jiren. You're supposed to be this big badass that even some of the gods of destruction are afraid of, but he just ended up being flat. He's a a big strong guy, and that's it. He was essentially just Sasuke Uchiha. Like, the whole idea. My family. My family, my clan. Yeah. It's like, oh, jeez. 
Yeah, I, I, I hate I that's like half the of the character. fucking characters in Dragon Ball. You can't just fucking you do that again. Yeah, I understand that. If you wanted that Sasuke I... Uchiha, just keep Trunks. He lost his fucking family. Where's his consolation yeah. prize? His <laughs> consolation prize is is my his fifty year old girlfriend yeah. who once tried yeah, to kill and... his mom. Yeah, can we also just circle back around to that? How he's dating Mai, who was a character that was originally from Dragon Ball. She was an adult when Goku was like ten. Yeah, yeah, she's got to be older at least... than Goku by a lot. Yeah, she's got to be at least thirty years older than Trunks, except she was magically yeah. de-aged some off-screen without explanation. Yeah, I imagine... love how Pilaf and his gang are brought back in Super, but but not launch. Who was like is one it? of the main party members of Dragon Ball? Yeah, could, could you imagine? I'm being still upset. DA? Could hey, you imagine being being DH'd and having to go through puberty all over again? Uh, oh, fuck well, that. I, I went through pu- puberty. Hit me like a brick wall. Like I hit puberty at like eight. I had like a beard wow. by the time I was like fourteen. I wish I was joking I don't know if it was in the fucking milk or what but I was like a fucking linebacker (laughs) yeah Lunch is another character whose potential was wasted yeah she's one of my favorite characters in Dragon Ball right now she's like one of the best human characters she's funny and she's the first character to transform into a blonde haired violent form yeah, she's the first Super Saiyan. Oh, that's the that's the character that sneezes and her personality. Or yeah, yeah. Character changes. Yeah, she oh, she okay. has multiple personalities or like a split personality. So she's either yeah. like very sweet and cutesy, but then when she sneezes, she turns into like a fucking Brooklyn like white nigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she talks like she has a Brooklyn accent, and then she pulls out a gun and just starts shooting people for any minor inconvenience. <laughs> and then she has a crush wow. on Tian Shinhan for like half of an arc, and then that gets kind of like sw- dropped. Yeah, uh, it, and then it, she just it, disappears. Uh, in in the Z anime, uh, like after the Saiyan saga, when after Tian Shinhan died while fighting Nappa, they added a little bit of uh, a couple scenes of filler where Lunch is uh, hears about that Tian Shinhan's dead and. Uh, she's drinking away her sorrows in a bar somewhere. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, but in the main, like, n- uh, you know, not filler shit. Like, she's not around ever at all. Yeah, she's not weird. seen it until the very end of the series where everyone on Earth is giving energy to uh, the spirit bomb for Goku to kill Boo. Yeah. Like, then so... Toriyama remembered her for one panel. Cause, cause in Dragon Ball, like she very clearly cared about like Goku and the group. Like a- after enough time had passed, she had kind of become accustomed to them and be like friends. So it was like really weird how she was just written out of the series. Yeah, she doesn't even appear at Capsule Corp for barbecues and shit. Like Oolong yeah, and Puar like, are there, but yeah, not lunch. Yeah, at least Oolong and shit are like still around. Yeah, it's just annoying, like what they decide to fucking drop and what they don't. Like, like I said before, they bring back fucking peel off. Like, who gave a shit about peel off? 
Did anybody uh what the fault does anybody follow the super manga with the uh with the giant goat creatures that they had to fight? Yeah, Moro the goat. Yeah. Yep, I read yeah. it every month. Uh, okay. I know uh, I, I haven't touched the manga, so that's all you. Uh, you want my opinion? Like Toyotaro, he does a good job of imitating Toriyama's art style, but he's not good at drawing action. He's not a good cartoonist like Toriyama is. So he just ends up drawing the characters accurately, but in these stiff, awkward poses where you don't know exactly what's going on. Well, yeah. a... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I know that they give... Uh... You know, a Vegeta buff, and uh, I guess what he's also a uh, he also this are they still fighting this character or are they they has that arc finished? No, they finished the fight with Goat Man. And they moved on to this uh, new group of villains who are God the Heaters. They're all named after like different types of electricity. <laughs> Oh, okay. And they're they're like these mercenaries that Frieza hired at one point in the distant past, and they're just out to make money and get power. Yeah, I think they're called the uh, Stormfront mercenary <laughs> group. Is that right? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> For those who yeah, don't I, know, I've... Stormfront is a neo-Nazi website. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I heard bits and pieces about the manga, and I, I, I'm really not looking forward to that being animated into the show, because none of it seems all that interesting, to be honest. Uh, yeah, there's some bafflingly stupid decisions. Especially when I've been consuming so much fan content lately that has really interesting ideas. Like, I'm right now I'm really obsessed with uh, Moscow X's story about... Uh, what if Raditz became like good and like joined the Z team and like, like how cool that would have fucking been? Yeah, speaking of you characters, you would have had another character, and it, it yeah, another character that's immediately forgotten about. It's Goku's literal fucking older brother. It's like how cool would that have been if Goku had a brother and actually stayed around, like someone to play off of his retardation. Yeah, I guess he has Vegeta for that. But, yeah, yeah Raditz is just yet another character who seemed important, but is just totally yeah. forgotten about. I I think in the original uh, Dragon Ball Z, he died by like episode 7, and he's like literally never brought up again. Yeah, I'm not sure and if you even see no... him. In, not sure if you even see him in hell during filler or anything. No, I don't He's just think forgotten. So. I mean, yeah, he he might show up in like one scene or something. I don't know, but he's like not ever like important, and that's really annoying. It's like it's his literal brother, and now in Super they're like talking about Bardock and shit. Like they've made Bardock like canon and. Uh, they're having flashbacks to Bardock and Goku's mom, Gine. Yeah, I don't like, like... Okay, but what about Raditz, though, who actually showed up in the show? Yeah, I do not like this retcon of Bardock becoming a hero. 
Like yeah, he, no, this Bardock guy com- was supposed to, like Saiyans were supposed to be like war criminal assholes, and that's what made Goku stand out is that he was too retarded to be evil. Yeah, Bardock committed yeah. genocide for a living. Yeah, now they're trying to like uh, from what I hear in the the super manga, like apparently he's yeah, they've they've made him like this secret hero, like he's pretending to be evil, but he's actually secretly a good guy. And it's like, no, that's gay and dumb. Yeah, that's yeah. just uh yeah, if I want that, I'll watch Overlord. Yeah, because it's actually it's actually funny when he does it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Earlier we were talking about favorite story arcs. I didn't mention mine. Mine oh, is shoot. mine is the Saiyan arc. I can respect that. The Saiyan arc yeah, definitely had so... some of the coolest moments, and that was kind of the last time any of the human characters were really like. Relevant, uh, not necessarily on par, but yeah, like kind of relevant. Like they do some cool things in the in the Cell Saga, but mostly it's just Goku and Gohan, and Vegeta's kind of there, I guess. Trunks yeah. surprisingly does not play much of a, a role in the story after the androids are dealt with. Once Cell shows up, he's kind of just like there. Yeah, another he's there helpless just to bystander. Fe- he's just there to attract female viewers to the show. <laughs> Just stand there and look pretty. And then he gets fucking yoked for like no reason. Oh yeah. And then yeah, like two when, seconds uh, later they're like, yeah, Super Saiyan 2.5 doesn't actually work because you're slow as shit. It's like, oh, well then why even add it? Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, the first time Cell loses to Gohan, but uh, survives and comes back stronger. The first thing he does is zap future trunks in the chest. Yeah. To be fair, that was kind of cool. I thought Team Four Star actually did a better moment with it than the original show, where Vegeta screams, "My baby boy," and attacks Cell. <laughs> That's why he attacks Cell. The secret, uh, like he actually funny. cares a lot about Trunks. I, I there, some of the ideas Team Four Star had, uh, like the uh, especially for Piccolo, with like the the, the yeah. voices in his head from you know the uh, Namekians. That he fees with. Oh, that was a pretty cool idea. Well, yeah, that actually gives him dialogue instead of like in the regular show when he just kind of stood around stoically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does do uh, something during the Boo arc uh, where he helps uh, train uh, Goten and Trunks with the fusion dance and uh, he leads Boo to them while they're in the room of spirit and time. So he yeah, could... that's like the most interactions he has. Yeah, that's about it. But Piccolo's another Super, fan he... favorite character. Yeah, all, all honestly, all of the characters have a lot of good qualities that just they don't ever get like they don't get any time to shine, and that's what kind of pisses me off about Dragon Ball is like all the wasted potential. They build up a lot of really interesting characters, but then never do anything with them. Yeah, like there's all cool. Of them become irrelevant. There's all these cool characters, this cool cosmology, all sorts of different things you could do inside this universe, but it ends up j- just being repetitive, like train and fight new guy. Yeah. And it, yeah, like the the only character that kind of gets something out of this is Krillin. He gets like the coolest wife out of all of them. Oh, you think, you think 18 is best girl? 
Yeah, I, I will die on that hill. <laughs> it's it's okay to lust after her. She's 18. That's true. Well, she's also <laughs> a, an android, and I have a thing for cold metallic women. Wasn't the... Wasn't that... I remember talking to somebody about it. Wasn't that like a mistranslation? Aren't they technically supposed to be cyborgs? Yeah, I know they're like obviously cyborgs. Well, if she was an android, she wouldn't really be able to have babies, but she has a daughter. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're humans that Dr. Duroux just amplified with robot parts. But you see, Android 16 is pure robot. Yeah. 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 The... That was another cool moment in Team Four Star. He's like, "No correction, I'm Android 16." When Cell tries to like <laughs> suck him off, it's like, "Yeah, that makes sense." I can't really absorb <laughs> a robot. Yeah, he's a chunk of metal and plastic. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, so I, I mean, I think that was, they, you kind of just have to write that off as Jiro being lazy with the naming conventions. I mean, it's more Toriyama being lazy, but whatever. With the- uh, the idea of being able to amplify normal humans with superhuman abilities that could, you know, take out a super saiyan, you, you'd figure they could have, like you mentioned earlier, that Bulma could have done something like that with the other, the yeah, other that, human characters. In Dragon Ball Multiverse, that's exactly what happens in one of the universes. Yeah, I had that idea before I even read Multiverse, but then when you told me about it, I was like, all right, well, now I have to check it out, because that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, Multiverse is way better than Super. Everyone should read it. It's pretty good. One thing that kind of bothers me is the inconsistency with the art style. And it's like, I wouldn't be so bothered by that if all of it was good, but some of it's a little bit lazy, or it just doesn't look like Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah, for... Uh, when they do different characters' backstories, they'll have guest artists, and some of them are wildly different. Yeah, the main the main timeline's fairly consistent. You can tell there's more than one artist that works on it. Um, but you they they it looks pretty close to uh, Dragon Ball the manga. Right. So where is this at? Where are you can read this read this at? I'll oh. I'll put a link in the chat. Yeah, just I mean, just look up Dragon Ball Multiverse. It's like probably the first thing that comes up. But yeah, it's it's in like a dozen different languages too. Like this is a fucking like huge fan project. I'm surprised I didn't hear about it until like fairly recently. Well, I've been reading Dragon Ball fan comics and parodies for quite a long time. In I think 2003, there was a parody called Butt Lord GT, which is just this ridiculous send-up of uh, the Frieza saga. It's, uh, it's unironically one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like, the guys writing it have this great sense of humor, but they just disappeared from the internet after that. I'll put that in the show notes, too. Yeah. I, I, you know, all things considered, I actually still liked Dragon Ball Super, despite a lot of its flaws, but man, did it have some fucking flaws. But I just, they, I don't like how the, they build up all of these characters with the whole multiverse thing, but then again, since they're not Goku, they don't really matter after they've been dealt with. Yeah, Yeah. it is, it is good that the, 
Tournament of Power did have Android 17 as the final survivor. Yeah, I do like that. Personally, I would have liked if it was one of the other human characters. Like, I think it kind of annoyed me that Krillin was the first one out because I was secretly hoping he'd be the winner at the end. Because Krillin's one of my favorite side characters, and I feel like he just deserves a little better. Uh, full Metal, I'm going to send you a link on Discord. Just one page. This is from Butlord GT. Quad nipple mode X. What the fuck is this shit? Literally becomes so big he blocks out the sun. Oh man. Yeah. I put a link in chat for you, Kenoshi. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of really interesting fan stuff for Dragon Ball. One of the things that pissed me off about um, Xenoverse is that it didn't really explore any alternate timelines too much. Like, you had side quests that were like, uh, join, join the fight, like, uh, the initial fight with, like, Goku and Raditz and Piccolo, like, join in on Raditz's side. I, but it's like, I, that's it. That's literally just fight both of them, and that's the whole mission. And uh, and then yeah, the, char another... the characters will have some dialogue that's like, "Who are you? Why are you fighting me?" It's like it's not another, really that interesting. Another game I have a problem with, or another game that has some problems is uh, Kakarot. Uh, I've not the, played that one. The problem with that game is it's just it's just a rehashing of the Dragon Ball Z story. Like it's as far as I've played of it, it doesn't really say or do anything all that new. It's just an open world Dragon Ball game that rehashes the Dragon Ball Z uh, uh, storyline. It's just kind of like, man, eh, why can't you just come up with your own story? Everybody knows this already. Yeah, yeah they spent like 30 that. years rehashing stories from the main series in games. Yeah. I kind of get it, though. Like, I get what they're trying to tell, like, the whole story in its entirety, more or less. And I I get it, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, we've kind of been there, done that. Like, every single game, the whole story is just the story of Dragon Ball. Like, very few of the games ever had any, like, uh, alternate storylines. Like, I think it was, like, Budokai 2 or Budokai Tenkaichi had, like, some alternate timelines where you're, like, you play as Raditz and you sacrifice yourself to save Goku because he decides that he actually cares about his brother. Uh, there was a PSP like, game. Like there was a PSP game that focused on alternate universe stories. It was called Shin Budokai, Another Road. I wish they'd do more like that. Yeah. Because th that, how that's many times why... do you need to be told the same fucking story? Everybody knows Dragon Ball. Like, before I even watched Dragon Ball, I knew all of the main points. Uh, yeah, so that's what like, Dragon Ball... More do you need multi to... It's what multiverse is for. Yeah. It, it does so many things right. I'm really impressed by this fan comic. But I, I was just, like, particularly kind of annoyed with Xenoverse 
too specifically because like it's all about like this uh th this group of time travelers so it's like okay if you had time traveling you could do all these stories about like different timelines in the universe like what if goku stayed dead here like you know wh what if he didn't come back in time to save you know gohan and all of them during the saiyan saga what if you know there's so many what if scenarios that you could explore that people yeah, exactly. have explored fan content for years and it's like why can't you do that it's like that would actually be interesting and that's 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 the annoying part yeah and i, I thought dragon ball super was going to explore some of those but it just dropped the ball entirely yeah, it's just kind of like, what if we did more Dragon Ball? Are you going to do a better? No, I said more Dragon Ball. I didn't say better. No, more bullshit transformations, more Goku saving the day out of nowhere with minimal explanations. Yeah. I I haven't watched GT, but Super Saiyan 4 looks so much better than Super Saiyan God or Super Saiyan Blue. Yeah, Super Saiyan Blue, I, I don't get why that exists. I mean, I get Ultra Instinct. Yeah. And Ultra Instinct has potential that they will never probably use because ultimately any being with the, uh, you know, essentially any being is uh, capable or could potentially use it since that's not just locked to, to Saiyans. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's Super Saiyan that Blue is kind of weird. Like, Ultra Instinct is cool, but, like, I feel like it makes Super Saiyan pretty much redundant. Which, I mean, Super Saiyan already made Kaido Ken of, redundant. Yeah, a lot of transformations and techniques make previous ones obsolete. Yeah, it's a little annoying. It was kind of cool to see, like, Super Saiyan Blue Kaido Ken, but, like, that was very short-lived. What's the problem I have with transformations and... Oh, I mean, it's more specifically Dragon Ball. Uh, is that you know it doesn't other transformations like really play off of each other. Just like you said, it makes it obsolete. Like, wouldn't it be interesting yeah. if one transformation had certain abilities versus another transformation, or yeah, yeah exactly. you can combine transformations to do certain well, things. Like Super Saiyan three, like just doesn't exist anymore because they. Like they they stated in the lore that it's like oh but it's so draining on your power that you can't maintain it for very long, but then you go Super Saiyan God which is literally more powerful and it doesn't have the same downside. It's like why? Yeah, why does Super Saiyan three even exist, or why does why does any of this exist? Yeah, why not he keep Super Saiyan? Yeah, why not keep Super Saiyan three as this last ditch super weapon? It costs all of your key to use, but you can use it in dire situations. Well, that's... I thought that's what, like, Super Saiyan 2.5 was, where you get fucking yoked. Like, it, it makes you more powerful, but there's a big downside to it. I think they should have just made the transformations have downsides to it, like, more often. Because there's literally no reason not to go, like, Super Saiyan 1 or 2. Like, literally at the beginning of a fight. There's Unless no you're Goku and you want to screw it. around forever instead of getting to the point. Yeah. I, like, I, I understand he tried to write that around as him like gauging his opponent, but it's like, eh. Yeah, I understand Maybe he, you do that when, like, he enjoys a fight. But... 
Yeah, Sorry, but go when ahead. your entire universe is at stake, like you should not be a fucking you should not be fucking around. Like literally on multiple occasions, even the side characters yell at Goku for being fucking retarded. Yeah, that was my problem with the series from the Cell Saga and onto the future is that the plot requires the protagonist to do some really stupid shit. Yeah, that's just kind of lazy writing. Like there's like you could come up with better scenarios. Yeah, during the Cell and Boo sagas, there's so many times when the heroes could just end the bullshit and save the earth and they don't. Yeah. I I also get kind of annoyed with like uh like Vegeta and Goku's relationship where they're kind of like playing like how they're like Vegeta's still kind of evil, but oh he's actually really not though, guys. But then at the same time they're like Oh, you know, Goku's Goku and Vegeta are basically the same strength, but Goku's always kind of ahead just for some fucking reason. So even yeah. though they put Vegeta through this entire character arc of him kind of getting over his bullshit a little bit, they kind of just brought it right back. Yeah, why do they tolerate Vegeta anyway? This is a guy who invaded Earth yeah. and killed multiple cities. Yeah, not... he's like a literal fucking war criminal and like literally killed their friends. And on Namek, he was eagerly butchering whole villages of people just killing kids yeah. and, and the elderly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they just kind of write that off as like, oh, he's just so quirky. Which, that that also annoyed me about like how they just uh, forgot about Raditz. Like, oh, but he's so evil. It's like, is he any worse than Vegeta? Or Nappa. Who's a literal like fucking genocider. Yeah. Yeah, I could understand if they were forced to have him around to uh, fight Frieza and King Cold when they came to Earth, but no, he was yeah. just chilling at Capsule Corporation eating barbecue and shit. I'm surprised. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised when when Vegeta didn't when he went when he died and went to the afterlife and didn't write a movie or some sort of storyline where Nappa just to take revenge on him, try, you know, for, for completely uh, murking him. That did happen in GT. Oh, yeah, he does come back in GT. I didn't watch GT yet, so I don't know. Yeah, there's I a... Heard, yeah, I heard uh, things about that. GT is an... It's an even bigger mess of continuity and characters doing stupid shit. But uh, there's a scene yeah. where uh, Vegeta goes to hell. He, he, see, he sees Nappa, who's been training in hell, and now he's ten times as strong as before. Can he go Super Saiyan? No, Even though he doesn't have hair. <laughs> he, oh, he has a mustache. Worthless. His mustache and okay, eyebrows could turn funny. yellow. That would be funny if he like went Super Saiyan. He just got like a fucking Wario mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down for that. Uh, so what's what's else on my topics list? Let's see, best hero, best villain, best girl. Bulma is best girl. End of discussion. No, wrong. <laughs> Eighteen is best girl, and I will, I will give you, I will give you Kefla as best girl if you want to say that. Uh, I will not tolerate any slander against Eighteen, though. You can <laughs> suck my balls. Uh, I also yeah, I like. Uh, I don't talk shit eight. about my Baytine. <laughs> I, I would say Eighteen too, just because of her chilled personality. Almost yeah. kind of a spark. 
I like I I love the moment. <laughs> I wish they had more moments like this. I love when she fights Mr. Satan in the uh, the tournament uh, in uh, the booth. Oh yeah, whatever, that's great. She throws the fight for more money because she doesn't obviously <laughs> she wouldn't fucking care about being a fucking uh, tournament champion. She doesn't fucking fight for, for the reasons Goku fights. She's not a martial artist. She's just really strong. Just, yeah. just like fuck you, pay me. Yeah. I, I love that when he does his like super attack. She, she's like, yeah, I'm like make it flashy so it actually looks believable. So he does his big move, and then she's like, "Fucking really? That's that's your finishing move?" He's like, "Uh, yeah." And she's like, <laughs> ah, "Okay, whatever." And then just jumps off all dramatically, like, "Oh, he got me!" After this like big like <laughs> fucking delay. Yeah, Mister Satan gets some great character development in the Boo Saga. Yeah. He's the only one. Yeah, when when, when Videl first showed up, I thought she was going to be an important character, and she had some good yeah. interactions with Gohan because she's like I a, really liked Videl. Yeah, she was like a normal person put into this world of super powered weirdos. Yeah, and then in Super, she just gets relegated to Gohan's wife, and it's like, well, okay, that's another character <laughs> wasted. Yeah, another potential wasted. Yeah, Toriyama has this habit of turning female characters into baby factories. But but by, by yeah, his own admission, on the one he, hand based, he's... but on the other <laughs> hand, it gets kind of boring after a while. Yeah, we need to propagate the Saiyan race because they are the <laughs> universal master race, as the series has love... repeatedly shown. I love how neither Goku nor Vegeta really gives a shit about bringing back the Saiyans. It's like... Yeah, they like both know Saiyans. those are a bunch of assholes. I get that, but at least Vegeta would want to bring back his planet. You'd think, right? Yeah, to have but people no, he could rule over, maybe. Yeah. He's probably screaming he, about how he's the prince of all scenes, but Yeah, and it's like... Know. There's what? two of you. Two. Yeah. <laughs> three if you count Broly, and are you counting the fucking, like, three half Saiyans? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, whatever. And then there's Pan. You count that as one of the Saiyans that you roll over? A quarter Saiyan? A fucking Saiyan that, mulatto? That was, that was such a disappointment. <laughs> she was such a disappointment, GT. I thought they were actually going to do something with her, but... Oh, nope. yeah, she's just an annoying brat for a while, and yeah. then she's forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully uh, this new movie that's supposed to come out uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero because of course it's got a stupid fucking name um, hopefully they'll have some development with Pan because it looks like she's going to play a major part in it but who fucking knows they'll probably fuck it up somehow I don't know I saw the Broly movie a couple years ago it was really good oh yeah the Broly movie was unironically fucking amazing probably the the best thing to come out of Super yeah definitely I love how like fucking Broly and base form is like going toe to toe or even kicking Goku or Vegeta's ass when they're in like Super Saiyan 1 and 2. Now, although he stole Gohan's gimmick as a as someone who gets drastically stronger as they get angrier, but I guess that was eventually yeah. applied to all Saiyans. 
Yeah. That would have been cool if Gohan was like the uh, legendary Super Saiyan, like Broly. Yeah. But whatever. Yet another character who was relegated yeah. to the sidelines. That yeah, that really sucks. It's like yeah, it's Goku's fucking son. You think he'd have he'd be more pre uh you know prevalent to the story? But... Yeah, and after after defeating Cell, he was set up to be the new hero of Earth. Like Goku had successfully handed the torch to the new generation, but that was yeah, quickly and... reversed. Yeah, and I, I think the reason why they did that was because of all the autistic fans that fucking read. Like, no, but my Goku, though. But Goku's it, the coolest and strongest. I wish he was my dad. It could be, but remember in the early to mid-90s, this was before the day of Twitter and this instant feedback for creations. So it, so when he was uh, writing it week by week, it probably took him a couple of months to start getting fan mail. And who knows if he even read any of it. Like he, By that point, he probably had a secretary who looked at that shit. So he might not have even heard like any of the fans' demands for more Goku. I don't know. So, what, so yeah. when, they, uh, when they write uh, a chapter, or do they, do they write a chapter every week and then it gets published in like one of those big uh, manga magazines? Like, uh, what, what was it? Jump? Yeah, Shonen like Jump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball manga was weekly for its whole run, I believe. But uh, some other manga are monthly or bi-weekly. Or, or if it's a One Punch Man, it's whenever the author feels like it. Or Berserk. Yeah. Berserk, no, R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, was, uh, man, so they wrote and draw... The entire, like, the entire volume in one week, or? Just no, just like, one chapter, like, 20 pages. Just, oh, okay. That's still a lot of, that's still, I guess it's still a lot to do. In yeah, it's like yeah, three pages a, a day. It's why a lot of manga authors have assistants to do, do backgrounds and stuff. Yeah. Is that why, is that why manga kind of stayed monochrome? Yeah, because coloring it's easier is easier to shade it than coloring. Yeah, coloring is like twice as much work. Yeah, I can understand that. And it's odd because with Western comics, almost all of it is colored. Yeah, I feel like now, especially with all the like um, technology to create comics and manga and that kind of shit, like it wouldn't be nearly as much of a problem because like that's the norm for Korean manga, manhwa, whatever you call it. And like American comic books, so you'd think you think they'd be able to color it more. There's some series that get colored, but most of yeah. them they just stay monochrome. Yeah, and a lot of them will have like a couple of pages in color, and then go back to monochrome for the rest of the whole series. It's yeah, it's weird. Because even I think it's just kind of to give you an idea of the colors of the character and let you fill that in yourself. Yeah, because even the original yeah. Dragon Ball manga would have a color page once in a while, but it would never last. Yeah, usually the most color you saw was on the covers. Right. Uh, you were talking about the video games. Uh, when I was a teenager, I beat the RPG on the Super Famicom, but it was untranslated. 
So I s somehow managed to work my way through with the help of some walkthroughs on GameFAQ. Oh, uh, yeah, I I was because you know I was I didn't know about the uh, huge time gap between the American release and the Japanese release of Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball in general. Um, so I was this it was kind of weird when I first started seeing Super Nintendo uh, Dragon Ball slash Dragon Ball Z games. Yeah, because that shit's from the early 90s, and it was like yeah. 1999 when it started airing on uh, Cartoon Network. Although, uh, there was a failed attempt at dubbing the original Dragon Ball in the 80s. Uh, they changed Goku's name to Zero and some other shit. You can read more about oh. it online. Wow, that's uh, fucking stupid. Uh, why well, why did they do that? I don't, I don't understand why they changed names. I don't know... I who was in charge of it, but it, at the time it was common to drastically change uh, stuff from other countries when localizing it. Like Power Rangers, for example. That they took the action I, scenes as is and just added footage of American actors. Yeah, that's... It, yeah, that is one of the more weirder examples. I kind of understand, like, the name localization thing, because even though I've been watching anime for, like, over a decade... I still can't fucking remember half of these fucking nip names, and I barely understand any Japanese. Yeah, so, I, I, have like, I understand remem like remembering names like, too, like uh, Pokemon, for example, in America uh, or in the West, his name is Ash, but in Japan, it's Satoshi, which is like the most generic Japanese name. That's like John, but for Japan, right? So, like. Ash Ketchum is a much more uh, memorable name for a Western audience. Yeah, I can't yeah, I remember. remember these Asian so, names unless I'm a yeah. real big fan of the material. Yeah, yeah so like, it uh, makes sense to do that. And I don't really mind that. Naruto is like the first anime I watched that had that was really Japanese. Uh, you know, as it pertained to the dub, like they kept a lot of, they kept a lot of the uh, original names. So it was, was kind of confusing at first watching it because trying to, trying to remember all these uh, six syllable names. Yeah, especially yeah. the names of techniques. Like, yeah. what yeah, is the name of that... what is the name of Piccolo's technique where he fires a screw oh. beam? Oh. I know what you're talking about, but I can't <laughs> fucking pronounce it. It's Makako Sapo. <laughs> Makako suck my balls. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, as a teenager, I was obsessively reading Dragon Ball fan sites, so I remember things like uh, Frieza's first form power level is 530,000. Uh, I remember the names of a lot of techniques in Japanese. Oh, that's another yeah, what was the destruct? What was the name of the? Oh, destruct! I know that one. This... It was Kienzon. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is kind of a cool name, but Destructo Disc is more memorable to uh, an English speaker. Yeah, it describes it better. Yeah, it's a disc, and it destructs things. Makes sense, right? Uh, allegedly. Yeah, yeah it you does wouldn't know because Krillin never actually uses it on anyone. It does cut off Frieza's tail, which is pretty rad. 
Yeah, but that's not really important. You think he would have used that to cut off Vegeta's tail, where cutting off someone's tail is actually important. But I mean, at least they gave that to Yajirobe, another character <laughs> that doesn't fucking exist after their one fucking moment in the sun. Yeah, <laughs> at least uh, with Yajirobe, he's admittedly really lazy. Yeah, I guess you can give him. Uh, you can give a pass to Yajirobe. I don't like, think anyone who really cares about Yajirobe. He kind of showed up near the end of Dragon Ball anyway. Right. Yeah, that was after uh, Krillin died to one of uh, Demon King Piccolo's minions. Yeah. And he has the yeah, same... Yeah, Krillin's just kind of this punching bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this Charlie Brown type character. The fucking jobber. Fucking the, tambourine or some bullshit, whatever his fucking name was. That that, that was funny. That is what was funny about the Team Four Star uh, parody is uh, the Krillin KO counter. <laughs> yeah, I like the end where it actually goes down every time he pumps one into eighteen. Good for him. <laughs> uh he might not have been a winner in the anime, but he was a winner in my heart, and that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, what What about the movies? How How do you guys feel about the how How do you guys feel about the movies? Um, the yeah, the original non canonical movies. Uh, they have some really good animation, but the writing is so terrible. Like every yeah. single one of them has uh, villains and storylines. <laughs> That are ripoffs of stuff from the main series. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the movies except for the Team Four Star versions, uh, except for Broly. <laughs> I saw the Super movies. Okay, those but are I better. I didn't see any of the Z movies. Those, uh, yeah. The Super movies were written by non retards. Yeah, Broly is unironically excellent, um, but. Uh, Battle of Gods and Resurrection F are just okay, and they just get retold again in the uh, super anime, so there's not really much point in watching them. Yeah, I don't know whose decision that was to reanimate something that yeah, had come out six you, months earlier. Yeah, it's like you, you already have the material, you don't need to really do anything. If you wanted to add some more shit, like after the fact, have like a little side story, like one episode. But I like that. Didn't need I like, to redo the whole fucking thing as an arc. I like the Battle of Gods, but um, Resurrection F. Again, it was the Goku show. Uh, they couldn't give a win of a yeah. I, Resurrection F pissed me off with the way they treated Gohan. Yeah, they made him another he, worthless jobber. They made him jobber. look so pathetic. And it's like, he's a fucking Super Saiyan. He was stronger than Goku and Vegeta at one point. And then they just they just didn't do anything with him. And he just became a fucking, like, professor and house dad. Yeah. Which which was barely explored. Because they, they call him yeah. a scholar, but they don't mention what he's a scholar yeah, of. Yeah, what does he do? Like he works for a university. Okay, what does he teach? Uh, like, before, you know, yeah, book before stuff. Before Xenoverse, there was a MMO called Dragon Ball Online. I think it was made by some Korean company, and they explored this. They had uh, Gohan become a professor of 
uh, teaching martial arts and key techniques to everyone on Earth. So, which would make so much more sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because so, he's like <clears throat> an expert in martial arts. Yeah. So it was yeah. an excuse for why you could play like a human or Namek or robot character who could use these cool techniques and be on par with the Saiyans or the. I think Boo race was and Frieza race were options as well. Yeah. But it's yet another example of better writers than Toriyama handling his material. Yeah. Toriyama still is an excellent artist. Like, Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's a fantastic cartoonist. Yeah. And his, cool. his designs are great. Like, he does not just Dragon Ball. He's done uh, Chrono yeah, Trigger. Like Dragon Quest. And Dragon Quest. He does the Dragon Quest art. And it's it, phenomenal. I love his art. It's so distinct. It's simple, but not like, like in a bad way. It's simple, you know but I mean? iconic. Yeah, yes, it's iconic. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, like you recognize it immediately. Yeah, you see a picture of a monster from Dragon Quest, and you know immediately Toriyama designed it. Yeah. yeah. So, so even any... other series like uh, like in One Punch Man, a, a villain appears, and you're like, "That's just Piccolo." Oh yeah, the the, the <laughs> yeah, vaccine, vaccine man. man. <laughs> yeah, vaccine man. Like that's just purple Piccolo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely had a big influence, not not just on other manga oh, yeah. artists, but on. You can see it in other people's work. Like I feel like Hunter Hunter takes uh, quite a bit of inspiration from uh, Dragon Ball. Yeah, like, speaking really, of like, better writers than Toriyama, that's why I love <laughs> Hunter Hunter so much. It's like it's like if Dragon Ball was well written. Isn't isn't that? Finished. Isn't yeah? Isn't that another manga that? It just comes out whenever the writer feels like doing well, something. Well, it stopped coming out a long time ago because the writer got like double AIDS and he doesn't want to hire people to fucking finish it for him. I don't know what it is with all these Japanese artists no. just wanting oh. to die before their creation gets finished. Yeah, it turns out that hunching over a drawing desk for 30 years for like 80 hours a week is really bad for your health. Yeah. Oh. And it's like it's not like he's short on money or anything. Like the guy also created Yu Yu Hakusho, and his wife is the the lady who created Sailor Moon. So oh yeah, he's he's drowning in money. Can, he could hire someone yeah. to draw it for him. Literally and he... drowning in money. I'm pretty sure that's what's killing him. <laughs> the weight of he wakes up every morning. All and the he's yen just bills with pressing down of on yen. him. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've he been wakes up with to... a thousand pounds of yen. I've been wanting to smothering him. I'm wanting to get into Hunter Hunter, but since Absolutely it's not, get into uh, it. yeah, yeah, the Hunter Hunter manga I've I've read it. It's really fascinating stuff. This is smartly written shonen, but the problem is it's never gonna get finished. Yeah, just like Berserk. Yeah, uh, Berserk technically ended because um, Miura's assistants put put out the last chapter. And and the last page, it said Berserk but it, end. But did it really end, though? Like, it ended, but it didn't finish. You know what I mean? Yeah, the story did not finish. Yeah, there I'm wasn't sure there any was a climactic conclusion. It was just like, well, it's over now, bye. 
Yeah, on a previous episode of this podcast, I suggested that different authors could publish their own endings for Berserk. It could be like one chapter or multiple volumes, just their own take on it. Kind of, yeah, like, I mean... kind of like what happened with all the Dragon Ball fan comics and fan fiction, various fan materials. They all have their own take on it and most of them are better than Dragon Ball Super. Out of all the fan bases I've, you know, interacted with, the uh, yeah, uh, Berserk fan base seems to be the least spurgy. Probably because it's not as popular as other, saw the other stuff. Yeah, this, despite Berserk being one of the most iconic manga and, uh, you know, having this like cult following, um, they they really don't. It never really got super popular. Like, it's known amongst weebs, but, like, the average person would have no fucking clue what you're talking about, even though it influenced so many other, like, bigger creations. Yeah. Like, uh, Castlevania. Yeah. Yeah. And Dragon's, and Dragon's Dogma. Like, oh, yeah. A lot oh, of yeah. Big Berserk influence. Same with Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Influenced a lot of, like, uh, Japanese fantasy that's kind of based on Western fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, I could do multiple episodes about Berserk, but I'm going to wait till Full Metal reads the manga. That's going to be a minute. There's a lot of chapters. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do my his- anime history first. That'll take up a, quite a few episodes. I am currently reading through the Conviction arc. I got... Um, so I, I got done, let's see, I just got done, he defeated, Ro- uh, Rosaline. Oh, so, Rosine the Moth Apostle. Rosine, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. that is such a tragedy, holy fuck. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. Because <laughs> I thought after the eclipse, there's nowhere you can go from here. You've reached the pinnacle of everything just writing and art and emotion the emotions it instills in the reader but no he just keeps going and coming up with cool shit why do you have to die (laughs) yes i mean because he worked his ass off oh yeah he 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 was an obsessive worker even by japanese standards you don't i mean you don't see it but you know that doesn't but you know just like all the other apostles she ends up getting swallowed up by uh by the void, by the uh, you know vortex. Yeah, you uh, can make just... a deal with the devil for for power, but the devil always claims you in the end. Yeah, yeah. I am. Uh, 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 even even the villains are and berserk are complicated because you're kind of like, well, I mean, yeah, she was wrong for giving her parents to the. Uh, essentially giving her parents uh sacrificing her parents but at the same time her her father was you know a complete piece of shit yeah you understand why <laughs> people would be like driven into despair like this and it makes you wonder if you would do the same thing in their situation yeah, as opposed that... to the villains in dragon ball that are extremely one note yeah, uh, they can be fun. Like, Frieza is a great evil overlord, yeah. but there's not much depth yeah. to them. Yeah, like, he's basically just, like, space Napoleon Hitler. 
Yeah. So, okay, yeah. that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, Zamasu is, is probably the Dragon Ball villain with the most motivation. Yeah, he's just like divine Hitler. <laughs> but uh, what if you were the Jew? Uh, if you play Xenogears, there's a villain who's kind of similar to Zamasu, but I'll let you play that game when you're 60. When you finally get around <laughs> yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I've, I've been listening to a podcast about it, and uh, I've just decided to let myself get spoiled on the story there. Oh, is that the State of the Arc podcast? Yeah. Oh, those I guys have... are good. I'll give them a shout yeah. out in the show notes. I, you, Yeah, I learned them from you. I I have a, a copy of Xenogears. I just don't know where like all my shit is. Yeah, and it's yeah, a I'd freaking have to long fucking game. dig it out of a box somewhere and fucking pull out my old console and hook it up to my modern TV where it's not going to look quite right. Uh, it'll be better to play it on an emulator where you have a speed up option and save states and shit. Yeah. I'm kind of it's kind of weird how a lot of consoles don't bother having those features now. Like basically the games you buy on uh digital storefronts are just emulations essentially you're just emulating the game but you're paying money to do it yeah why bother doing that they don't when even come with you can emulate it for free with a like lot that. more features i mean the uh yeah. the sega the sega collection you know it has rewind features it has save state uh features usually it comes with like you know a lot of the uh, big collections like the classic collections but yeah, they don't they don't do that individually when you buy a game. On yeah, game. And, you know, good for Sega for doing that. Which you know, it's kind of weird that Sega is the one taking these steps because they're not really known for high quality. Yeah, like what does yeah. say what does Sega produce that people still like other than Yakuza? Uh, people keep buying Sonic the Hedgehog stuff, even though it's almost always terrible. Oh yeah, yeah I don't, no, I don't get it. People, People, st it's been how long? You know when? When did we get the last good? I'll, I'll get a 3D Sonic game. Uh, for me, it was Sonic Colors. Uh, Sonic Generations was decent. Yeah, I just, just thought Generations was okay. Yeah, it's not mandatory to I, play. I, I, I like Adventure Two, but that's because I played it as a kid. Like, if I play it now, I'm sure it's gonna be dookie. Well, both the adventure games, I think they have decent levels. It's just you have to go through bullshit to get to the levels. Like I don't want to talk yeah. to these human townspeople to have them show me where the next Ooh. level is. Just let me run Sonic around. Sonic 06 was like the worst with that shit. I fucking played that nightmare. Sonic 06 yeah. was... Uh, it's iconic. With like, it's, well, it's just unfinished. Of how busted it is. Yeah, yeah it it's, just, it's unfinished. They never finished it. They just yeah. kind of shoved it out. Yeah, I've like never played that. Season. I've just heard horror stories about Sonic 06. I, I think it's worth playing if you're like at all interested in like how video games are developed. Because you can just feel that it's not finished. It's like, wow, is this what it feels like to be a tester? <laughs> yeah, yeah, except you, uh... pay, you pay them for the privilege of playing their incomplete game. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could probably find a copy for like five bucks. You can probably find, one... find a copy in a dumpster behind a GameStop for free. 
Second one still not worth it. Ju- Second <laughs> one to compete the Juggernaut uh, Twilight Princess. Uh, no, <laughs> that's why I can't. That's why I pushed it out. It's like I, I think even if it had another year, it would have been. You know, it would have come from it complete trash. Because like what they had set okay, up for like the story was not good. Yeah. Something about a princess and a flame power, and the story was a mess. This is an absolute mess. Yeah, it was. I think it was trying to be one of the like one of the three D Final Fantasy games story wise, but just it, but it it just does not work when you inject these human characters into this universe of furries. Yeah, it's like you you have a bunch of bright, colorful anthropomorphic animals like our. You know, you're trying to take him on this serious adventure. That's just kind of weird. Yeah, it does not fit. I mean, I can I, see I, writing a serious story with anthropomorphic animals, you know, dealing with other anthropomorphic animals, but when you have this sort of anthropomorphic animals dealing with humans, that's just kind of Yeah, it awkward. doesn't really make sense, does it? Yeah. Yeah, like Sonic having a love interest who's this realistic human princess. Like, like who greenlighted this bullshit? Furry. <laughs> Fucking fur fags. Oh, we've gone way off topic from Dragon yeah, Ball. I, so <laughs> I, mean... I think it's about time we wrap this up. Uh... So is there anything else Dragon Ball related you wanted to discuss before we finish? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I mean, all I have to say is the, um, the boost. I all I have to say is I don't think GT is as bad as everybody thinks it uh, is. I don't think it's that great, but I don't think it's that bad. And the boost yeah. saga was probably the worst saga. Yeah, boost oh, saga definitely. has some real problems. <laughs> Why? Well, I love how Toriyama got bullied by his editor for making a character that's an old man and a fat clown, and then he makes an old man and a fat clown for the bad guys in the Boo Saga. <laughs> Literally, the next fucking saga that's, does that's it true. anyway. Yeah, it's like, that's just poverty and Boo. That's literally what you got made fun of for. Why are you retarded? He really liked that idea. Yeah, GT is also heavily flawed, but I like the idea of there being consequences for overusing the Dragon Balls. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just happens this to take the been form, more, form of these more, strong dudes. There should have been more concrete rules and consequences for o- overpowered bullshit like wishes and like power-ups. Yeah, if you read the Dragon like, never any real consequence to anything. Yeah, first time Shenron shows up in the manga, he says, quote, there is no wish I cannot grant. <laughs> End quote. That got retconned <laughs> really <Yeah>. fast. <laughs> yeah. Cause then you could just do so much bullshit. You can't just do that. You can't give them infinite powers. That's why you have shit like genies and monkeys paws that come with like a consequence to the wish. Fast forward 35 years in the Dragon Ball Super manga. You have the Super Dragon Balls. There's a 
a character named Granola who wishes to become the strongest in the universe, and the Super Dragon Balls just do it. Yeah. Well, in that, fucking, that's the, cur- uh, that's the current Black, story arc. He uses, he uses the Super Dragon Balls to become immortal or whatever, Duh. or invincible. Duh. Yeah, he, he uses one wish, I think, uh, to take over Goku's body, and another one to become immortal. Yeah. So it's like, wow, that's fucking dumb. Like, yeah. you kind of don't. <laughs> so, how do you write? You're just writing yourself into a corner on purpose. Yeah, if they can like, literally you... grant any wish, then th- that just breaks your story. Yeah, you have to have consequences. There has to be, like, some concrete rule. Like, you could have bullshit magic powers and, like, super martial art powers and shit like that. And you could you could have all this shit, but you have to have some kind of fucking, like, rule book to, like, know where your limits are. Yeah, but with and Dragon Ball, Dragon just, just literally flies by the, the seat of its pants. Fuck the rules, man. Yeah. He he wants to do cool shit. the rules until we need to make up new rules on the fly to make excuses why we can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Dragon Ball retcons a lot of shit as it goes. Yeah, it's a consequence. It'll establish a rule and then like a chapter later. It's like, oh, but actually. Yeah, that's why you can tell it was written like fucking weekly. Uh, So if there's nothing else, let's wrap this up. Uh, go to shitposter.club. Uh, get on the Fediverse. It's the best thing on the internet right now. So so I'll put me and Full Metal's uh, Fediverse accounts in the show notes. Uh, Kenoshi, is there any headquarters you have where you uh, want to link people to? Um, I mean, I just have my YouTube channel that I do a weekly podcast. Uh, game okay. cast on. All right, I can link to that. All right, put it in the uh, yeah, just put it in the mumble chat if you would. Yeah, thank you. So, without further ado, good night. Later, later.
resembles joy, I think. I want to caress them. 